Welcome to the Faith Church Peshtigo podcast. You can connect with us online at faithpeshtigo.com. We're also on Facebook. Just search for Faith Church Peshtigo. Today's podcast features a conversation between Pastor Jay and Pastor Robbie talking about the sermon from June 28th, 2020. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Faith Church podcast episode. Oh, no, I forgot what episode it was. I don't remember. 20 from Right? Okay. We're off to a banging start here. <laughs> Let's try that. <laughs> no, that's good. Is it? Yeah, we can't waste time, Robbie. We got too much to get to. I think we've just wasted 11 seconds of yeah, our but, people, listeners' time. Yeah, already. but it's an enjoyable 11 seconds. So uh, I'm Jay, one of your hosts. And I am Robbie. Glad that you guys are listening with us today. And it is afternoon, again, when we're recording this. And Robbie, we need to make a note because the last one we recorded in the afternoon and our energy level was significantly lower. It was pretty bad. We actually requested that the podcast be titled Our Very Worst Podcast Ever, but that got vetoed in post, post-production. I forgot that, yeah, that did happen. We we sent it with ex- explicit instructions. The title of this is The Worst Podcast, Our Worst Podcast Ever. I think Christoph thought that we were being silly and not that we were trying to to care for our congregation by warning them before they listened what they were getting themselves into. Yeah. So if you were if you listen to that episode then and you're listening to this one, then you are a forgiving person. <laughs> that is that is a fact. Welcome yeah. back. We're so glad you're still with us. Yes. And if you if this is the first time you've listened to the podcast, then don't go back and listen to last week. Yeah, you could skip last week. Yeah. You could do the other ones, but maybe. I don't know. Unless you were super blessed and encouraged by that, then that all credit goes to the Holy Spirit. Right. For sure. Well, it's just the energy level. It's so hard in the afternoon. On Tuesdays, we have a lot of meetings. And so by this point, we've had a lot of meetings and it's the middle of the afternoon, the two o'clock slump. It is. It's nap time is it's what it time. is. I, yeah. I guess two o'clock slump feels more professional, but nap time. No. Is nap more... time feels more accurate yeah. and honest. But we feel like, I felt like nap time was not good fodder for the podcast. Like if we just took a nap right now. I feel like that's not typically considered engaging listening. <laughs> good radio. That's not good. Radio. <laughs> that's not good radio. I mean, I know it's not radio, but whatever. So, uh, Robbie. Yes, sir. Lauren's been gone. Uh Oh, so that's been fun. And I told you that I had a story that Lauren hasn't heard yet. Perfect. Which I'm not supposed to say that on the podcast. I was saying that I hope I get to talk to Lauren and tell her what happened before. So first of all, Lauren's off catering a, a meal for a church volunteer appreciation dinner. And so she has a lot of fun doing that. But when she goes somewhere, I like to play a game where I count how long before one of my kids say says, I miss mom. Hmm. That sounds and fun. It's the I miss mom game. And uh, this time, I think we lasted nine minutes before that came out is that a new record i yeah but i'm not gonna tell you which way <laughs> which kind of a record it is it it just happens because lauren lauren and i have very different personalities and very different parenting styles we each have our own strengths and and weaknesses and my weaknesses come out very quickly uh where it inevitably one of my kids is going to say i miss mom and then because they're sweet and sensitive kids they look at my facial expression and say well it's not that i don't like being with you know, with you. That's thoughtful. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's a nice? very thoughtful clarification. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's clearly, yeah, it's clearly backpedaling. You ah. call it clarification. I call it backpedaling. 
Uh, so we had a had a good evening last night, and and then in the middle of the night, or well, it wasn't the middle of the night. It was super early this morning. I woke up with a start realizing I had not seen our cat in a very long time. Hmm. And I'd been given responsibilities by Lauren when she went out of town. One was to keep our children alive and two was to keep the cats alive. Okay. And all of a sudden I realized that our cats who had been may or may not have failed one of the two priorities. Right. Right. So the cat that is always around me, uh, it was not nowhere to be found. And I realized all of a sudden I have not seen this cat in probably maybe 18 hours. It was a long time. And, and our cats have been getting out lately and we live in the country a little bit. So there are other kinds of animals, including swoopy down animals. Swoopy down. Is that the scientific yeah. term? Yeah. That's the classification. Of like swoopy down animals, yeah, hawks and birds of prey. They it's swoopy down animals. So they, they, wait, I'm telling you a story, Robbie. That's so they, they they'll circle around. So all of a sudden, at early this morning, all of a sudden I get struck with fear that where is that cat? And so I, I went around the house. I looked everywhere, and could not find him, and was convinced partly because you know how when you wake up in the middle of the night with a fear like that, your your thought your reasoning capacity is kind of diminished. Sure. So you start imagining things and things. So I was sure that that cat was a meal for an eagle or a swoopy down, other swoopy down animal. And uh, so I ended up getting out the food and try, and then let's see. Buying in the a new cat that looks exactly right. like the old one. <laughs> exactly. I about to get, so fingers crossed. Um, I think what happened though, is I realized in the process, I thought, oh, I should get out some food. At which point I realized I'd also forgotten to feed the cats. So I, I look at the thinking, oh yeah, I should totally get them some food because they're also starving. So one, I've lost them and they're hungry. So I pull out the food, but the good news was it ended up working in my favor because when I opened up the food bag and started like scooping out the food, uh, they both came tearing around the corner, which I don't know where he came from. I don't know where he was, but it didn't matter. I was so happy to see him. And so I was really thankful that I'd forgotten to feed them because if I had fed them regularly, you probably would have seen them more often. Well, there's that too. I was just going to say they wouldn't have run so quickly to get oh, the food. Sure. It was their desperation. They were clinging to life that made them, I realized that, oh, they're okay. So we, so far she gets home tonight. So, so far, oh, man, so good. I don't know why I'm just now realizing, but you, you clearly seem to be the Lucy in this relationship to Lauren's Desi. Yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you should see what happens when we would dog sit for you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we'll discuss that That's, off mic. Yeah, that. Yeah, definitely I'm the one that gets gets us into... Gets into a jam. Yeah, and Lauren is... But then hilarious hijinks ensue. Yes. Yes. Like me frantically going around. I wish there was some footage of me. All the facial expressions. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. No. We had a great Sunday. It was a super good Sunday. It was a little bit warm. (laughs) A little bit. So I was roasting. (laughs) I bet, man. But I refused to stand under the shade because I felt badly for all the people who didn't have shade. I knew it. I I had a moment where I was thinking, what on earth? All he has to do is take like two steps backwards. Yeah. And he's in the shade and I the thought struck me. I bet he is choosing to stay in the sun in in the name of solidarity. 
Yeah, that's so you well know done. me so well. Well done. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I just couldn't handle that. it. I could not handle stepping back in the shade and looking at our sweet people sitting there roasting in the sun. I just thought that's going to turn my internal clock. Because the worst thing, I mean, can you imagine me sitting back in the shade? Well, I'm comfortable, so I'm going to tack on another 15 minutes. Let's just go. We're all doing great, right? I got like <laughs> mist fan blowing on me. Like it's just we're good. Um, so yeah, no, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So I just, I just roasted and, uh, but we had baptisms, which were amazing. Uh, uh, so good. Yeah. We are going to work on, uh, we're going to make sure that our people bring shade. So if you don't, we're going to send an email letting people know, but make sure this next Sunday, if you come to worship with us, that you bring, bring shade. Don't worry about it. Like blocking anybody. We've got plenty of space that people can spread out. They'll be able to get an angle to see, but if you've got a little pop-up, tent like canopy that you take to baseball tournaments or you got a sun umbrella or whatever we just want people it's gonna be hot it yep bring it yeah it's gonna be hot and humid it's been so humid that i mean i just it's gonna be hot and humid so make sure that you bring the shade and then i will feel comfortable going in the shade if i see most of our people have shade then i'll there you go win-win it's a win-win win-win so about sunday i thought i really enjoyed the message um i what else are you going to say right now? Truth though? be told, I had to go back. Well, here's where here's where I clarify so I don't sound like the star student. I had to go back and re-listen <laughs> to it um, because I definitely had moments of distraction in the sun, right? So I was like... Okay, that, I want everybody to huh? notice that's what? Robbie's version of, I don't want to sound like the star student. So I went back and re-listened to the whole thing, which is what star students do. <laughs> because, what? No, the star student doesn't like... No, doesn't doze off the, in the in the lecture in the first place, right? Okay, so agree yeah. to disagree. You guys can let us know about that. How many of you non-star students have ever gone back and re-listened to anything? <laughs> anyway, continue. anyway, continue. Uh, so I what? Yeah, there were several points I liked about. We started talking before before we hit record, which we should get better about hitting record earlier because we we say we say brilliant things before right. we hit record as we're preparing for it, and then we forget all of that and then say the stuff that we, we actually like say, um, like what you're listening to right now. But um, one of the things that stuck out to me, so I have a question. I have one one comment, one and a, and a question. Um, I I was so encouraged, and I love that idea of when you were talking about. Um, looking how looking at how Jesus responds to the sinner, to the leper, to the marginalized, and what so struck me about that was, uh, I think, I think it it can be easy for us to look at that as an example. Whether or not we actually follow through on that is one thing, but we at least can look at Jesus as an example and say, well, look at how Jesus responded to the sick or the marginalized. And so that's how I should respond to the sick or the marginalized. I should follow his example, which is absolutely correct. We would encourage everyone to follow his example in that way. But what, what struck me is, is that that wasn't the context that you were using it in. You were using in the context, which I think uh, we seldom use, which is when I am feeling overwhelmed by guilt or shame when i am feeling marginalized when i am feeling um like like i have this besetting sin or struggle or weakness or failure and 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 i am struggling with how could jesus possibly love me how could he come alongside me in this how could i possibly present myself to him and that that is 
a crucial time to look at the examples in the Gospels of how does Jesus respond to those people so that I have a better understanding of how he would respond to me. I, I just found that very encouraging and a refreshing perspective that I don't know that I've looked at it that way before. Yeah, I think, you know, it's interesting as I, I, I'm, this is half-baked so this is that's the best stuff yeah we're gonna we're gonna test your theory that the brilliant things come out like that uh so it's interesting to me that i think a lot of people if they are really good at extending grace and compassion towards others and see jesus treating the out the outcast the way that he does that they would and and that they follow in that example those people tend to have a really hard time receiving grace and compassion from Jesus. Mm. They tend to be really hard on themselves. And, and so they're not actually receiving the ministry that Christ is offering them. And then the reverse is true that people I've noticed people who are big into speaking truth I'm putting air quotes. You probably can't see that in podcast land, but air quotes, air quotes. Uh, they, they, they speak truth and say hard things they're willing to do that but they also don't they don't receive that part of the ministry of jesus where he says direct things and conviction and i'm, I'm not really sure why that is it, it the, the way it's supposed to work is that what we receive from christ is what we then offer others mm-hmm. so we love as we've been loved we extend grace as grace has been extended we say hard things to one another as we receive those things as the holy spirit convicts us and ministers to us in that way and and so you're right i think otherwise if you don't first see that and see this is the way jesus ministers to people including to myself to me then i i don't necessarily i don't know how to then do that for other people so if you start with the example say well that's what you were supposed to do for others but we don't first receive that ministry from christ Hmm. then we're we're drawing on an empty well. Interesting. I can't. I can't give what I don't have, right? Uh, or what I don't know. I don't realize that I have. That that makes sense. So I can't. I can't even truly apply it in the in the sense of this is how I should treat others until I understand that this is how I have been treated, how I have been loved. Yeah, uh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. So question. <laughs> Um, yeah, you said you had a comment and a question. I do, yes. I've covered the, cover the comment, and then here's the here's the question. Oh, that was a good good talk radio reference. Talk. Um, I can't hang up. I'd have to like get up and leave the room. <laughs> it feels like that would be awkward. Um, so when you you talked about um, and uh, w- walking us through how to praise scripture, and, and and several times you said. You know, just read read what it says and pray that back. Read read that. Trust in in the Holy Spirit. Allow Him to teach you, and and then pray back some of the insights that you get. Um, and what what I think would be really helpful is for you to to expand a little bit on what about the person? What would you say? How would you encourage the person who honestly feels like I try to do that? I just don't know how to do that. I can read the verse twenty times. And I still don't feel like I can draw out of that verse what you drew out of that verse. Even even listening to you walk through it uh, on on Sunday, and I hear you say that, and and I might think, oh, of course, like now that you say that, I totally see that there too. But 
if I feel like I could read that over and over again and, and I'm not going to draw that out until somebody points that out to me? How, how would you encourage that person? And you actually did, I think, give some really helpful context for that in the sermon, but it was really hot. So some people probably missed that. So you could replay a little bit of that and maybe expand on it. <laughs> it was quite hot. I don't know if we mentioned that, how hot it felt. And it's going to be 10 degrees warmer on Sunday. Uh, so, yeah, that's, I get that. And I, I understand that and how frustrating that can be when someone says, well, just do this thing. And you're saying, and the, and they're saying, start at this basic step. And you're saying, I can't do that basic step. Mm -hmm. There's lots of areas in my right. life where I feel, uh, that feel that way where people are explaining something to me. If I feel like that's the part I can't do, right? then how on earth do I get to step two? Yeah. And I don't ever want to sound like, I, I, I laugh sometimes when Lauren, so if you don't know, Lauren, my wife, is a, is a phenomenal cook. And when she explains to somebody, if you ever ask her, oh, wow, how did you make this? Or, or you know, how did you do this? Or think of this? She will almost always start it with the phrase of, oh, it's really easy. And then she'll go and she'll say, an explanation that I may only understand one out of every four words she even <laughs> says, um, like we're flambe sauteing things. I'm like, okay, I, I don't know what that, I don't know what any of that means. You lost me. But to her, it's really simple and she just blurts it out. And I think all of us have those areas of, of, uh, of strength where we say, yeah, we can speak that and we, and it's so second nature to us. And so uh, there are a couple of things that I would say about that. One is, you one is just a reorientation of what the goal is to digging into that passage we live in such a culture that says knowledge is king mm. that the goal of the we 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 say we communicate sometimes that the goal of of reading this passage is to intellectually understand everything that this passage has to offer and if I don't understand a word or a line or a reference, then then I scored like 60% on that test. And that's not that's just not good enough. That's a fail. And we've got to get out of that mindset. That is no. that is not the goal. It's not to say that those details don't matter. It's not to say that there isn't a proper way to interpret a passage. There certainly is. But it's a process that we go through. And the the process is that it builds that relationship. That's the point of this, that God wants us to wrestle with his word because in doing so, we are wrestling with him. We are communicating with him. Right. We are in relationship and abiding in him. So, so that's like number one is we've got to get it out of our heads that mastering the information in this passage is the key. If you can get that out of your head, then you can read. I was just reading in the Psalms, uh, yesterday morning, I, remember I was reading the Psalms and I realized there's two thirds of this that I don't even know how to pray right now because I was just trying to practice this yeah. more. But man, there was a there was a section of it that I just grabbed onto and just gripped my heart and I just prayed it. And if you can get past the idea and not be discouraged by the sections that you just are left confused by, but you grab hold of the the ones that that God gives you in that moment, then that will help a ton. So. You don't have to know everything about it. Just pray it. Now you can always just pray the words back. And that's part of asking for discernment and asking for wisdom. God will give insight as you just, even if you just repeat the passage 
back to God. So that's part of what I was encouraging people to do is, is pray and ask God for understanding. And even if you just repeat the passage back to God and say, what does this mean when you say, and then read the whole passage and see what God does. So that's, that's one thing. Uh, a second thing is practice. I said it on Sunday, but I cannot stress this enough. It's practice. So whatever thing that is that that you may be strong in that is second nature to you, it's not second. It didn't come just magically. You may have had a, an aptitude for it. It may have made sense to you, but you still had to learn it and practice it. And and that that entails a lot of mistakes. That entails a lot of times where you got stuck and that you didn't know what to do. But over time, you just you get better and better at it. And I, there's nothing else in our lives that we think that we should just be able to roll out of bed and master the, you know, the first time that we, um, the first time we do it. But for some reason, we think that God's word would be that way. Hmm. And so, so practice, practice, practice. And, and, and then, and the last thing I was thinking about was, uh, do that in community, like learn from other people, practice with other people share what you're seeing and what you're also confused by. And if, if they're confused with you, then you have that camaraderie and you guys can pray about that together. If, if they've walked through that and they've wrestled through that passage, then they can maybe give you some insight um, as well. And just, just be around people who do that and do that. Well, that's suppose I mean, that's part of why I wanted to do that yesterday was just to preach and hopefully set an example of what this looks like. So you can just watch, you can watch somebody do this. Uh, I remember when Lauren and I would have, we'd have people over and Lauren and I have very different gifts of hospitality. Mm-hmm. So I'm, this may shock you, but I'm the conversationalist. Huh? Yeah. So I I'm, could see I'm that. the talker. I could see that. And Lauren is the one who uh, can anticipate people's needs. So what what you may be concerned about or nervous about when you come into somebody's house or if if you're thirsty or hungry or need to know where to hang your coat or anything like that Lauren is really good about anticipating those needs I'm terrible at that you could come into my house sopping wet and <laughs> but at the same time completely parched and I would not it would never cross my mind to offer you a towel it would never cross my mind to take your jacket it would never cross my mind to offer you a drink and so Lauren, after she stopped being frustrated with me in those moments, finally gave me an assignment. So my job was to ask somebody, ask if you need something to drink when you come into our house. And so I just had to learn from Lauren how to do that. I just right. had to practice, and then I had to practice it. And then every time people came in, I would I would ask them that. And then what that would do, it'd start to reorient me around their physical needs. So I wasn't just looking at talking to them. I was looking at them as a whole person and saying, do they look tired? Do they look like they want to sit? Do they look like they have been driving the car for eight hours? So they actually would like to stand or go for a walk or whatever. I started to see those things that didn't naturally come naturally to me, but because I was around Lauren and learning from her, I, I learned how to do that. Hmm. I think, I think that's so helpful to, to remind ourselves and each other how important practice is we don't for whatever reason we think in this context that's not something that that would be relevant right and and there's a there's a piece of that where you think well you know i'm not just learning how to play the piano right if i sit down at a piano it would be completely irrational to assume the first time i sit down at it 
uh, I, or if my only experience with piano was like six lessons when I was 10 years old, that the first time I sit down, if the teacher's good enough, I should be able to play an entire sonata by Bach. Like we would, we would all agree, well, that's a completely irrational expectation. But for some reason I sit down and crack open the Bible and I think, well, if the Holy Spirit's helping me to do this, I ought to be able to instantly know how to nail it every time instead of thinking, even with the greatest teacher in the created universe and outside of the created universe, the Holy Spirit, he still has to teach and instruct and help me understand how to do that. It is a, it is a process. It's a learning process. So I think it's really helpful to, to remember just like first time you sit at a piano, it's going to be clunky. You're not really going to understand what's going on, but the more often you do that, the more comfortable you feel that it's, it's similar in spiritual things, whether that's evangelism or, or worship or studying scripture or prayer, like these things take time and they're a little clumsy at first, but with the help of the spirit that we get to that place where, where it feels more natural or supernatural. Yeah, it's both. well, it's both, right? So, and and that's one of the great joys of being in the Word a lot is, is recognizing the voice. So, you know, when I'm reading in Ephesians or something, I, I recognize, uh, Paul's voice, and I hear what he's saying, and it reminds me of other things that he's said, and 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 God brings to mind other passages, and so when I'm praying, if I'm praying a particular passage that's often going to be flooded by prayers of other passages that pop into my head. But again, that, that happens over time. I've said before that when I I've used this illustration multiple times, but when I started seminary, I grew up in a, a tradition that just did not really value the scriptures. I just didn't learn. I never memorized scripture as a kid. I didn't, it really wasn't expected that we would read the Bible. And, hmm. and then I went to a seminary with, bunch of kids that grew up in Baptist churches where they it's all they did they 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 could memorize scripture and they they had all that and and I was here I was in graduate school and so I felt so out of place and I felt so ridiculous when they would say things like well yeah it's clearly like what Ephesians 2 says and I'm going I don't need what I'm I think Ephesians has two chapters mm-hmm. I mean that's where I was and I'd been in ministry and now here I'm in grad school and you know, I, I, I'm sure that some people would say that's kind of embarrassing to admit. I don't think you should be admitting that, but that's, that's the reality. That's where I was. So I understand what it feels like when you feel like, man, I've, I I started this way too late. Mm. I should definitely Mm. know more by now, but that's why it's so important to just start doing it. You know, you can, all of us, I mean, I feel this way, uh, when I, when I was 20 or 25 and my, I'd go in for a checkup, the doctor would say, Hey, you know, you're not going to be young forever. You should take your health seriously and, you know, make sure that you stay in shape. And then I'd hit 30 and yeah, you're not going to be young forever. And then you're 35 and then you're 40. And you realize, man, if I'd been, if I'd been just doing moderate exercise over the last 10 or 15 years, I would be in a, in different shape than I am right right now. Uh, same thing. Like you, I, I do that when I do premarital counseling. I talk to them about <clears throat> the importance of saving money. I mean, how many people don't think about, man, if I'd started saving when I was 15 or 20, you know, that's a lot different than if you start saving your 50, like just do it. And then the person, you know, your future self 10 years from now 
would look back and be thankful that you just you just started right, right. so there you go that's, that's my good i just want people to start doing that i'm hoping that this summer we can in talking through and modeling praying these different types of passages i i think that for studying the bible i think that there's nothing there's nothing better than praying scripture it's really what we should be doing all bible studies should be this but we just so quickly fall into just the intellectual exercise of trying to decipher the meaning and the code that we we miss what is the most important thing about it, which is that it 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 helps us to know and love God more. That's the whole point. Well, and you can you can read scripture and not interact with God at all. You can do it as a purely intellectual exercise and and I mean, people who do not believe the Bible study the Bible as an intellectual exercise, and but, teach it. And All teach my it. Right? Courses in college were by non-believers. But to to pray Scripture, you are you're engaging both in a spiritual exercise and internalizing the Word and growing in your understanding of that. And I find uh, some of my most profound insights and realizations come in in that in in praying that out and as i'm speaking that word out i i hear it and and the spirit uses that to to engage my heart in a way that reading it 20 times just never did i can just stare mm-hmm. at those words on the page and it always looks the same but i speak them out in a, in a conversational way and and the spirit just illuminates them illuminates them in in an extraordinary way. Um, so I I love that you get when you when you pray scripture you get both you get the you increased yep. intimacy and increased practical knowledge and understanding on a heart level of scripture versus just reading the Bible alone you you could lose you could fail at both. Yeah, and then. What will happen is you'll get these moments and they're just so, they're so wonderful when I'm, when you're praying a passage that you're unsure about and you, you're not, you're not connecting the dots and the Holy Spirit just brings to mind another passage that just clicks and you just, this aha moment that is found in that kind of prayer is just so encouraging. It's just one of the ways that I found that the Holy Spirit has ministered to me over the years of reminding me of how near he is and how he's calling these things to mind. That he's kind of just, he's just there like a swoopy down animal. <laughs> probably, that probably didn't that was, need to come back. No, that was a, that was not a good, <laughs> I want to associate that with a, with oh, a predatory bird. Well, he's, he's less like a predatory bird. That's true. And More like a, that's, we're going to, we're going to get in trouble. Right. I find that any kind of, any kind of uh, illustration it's of the Trinity is uh, yeah, that's almost guaranteed well. to end poorly. So, it's the, let's, that's speaking the of ending poorly, to accidental heresy is yeah, what that is. Right. So, speaking of ending poorly, that's going you missed. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't miss it. Oh, you didn't miss it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Trust us. The pre-podcast conversation was way better. They're amazing. 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 You guys should listen to those. You should totally listen to those. But we are glad though that you are listening to this, and if you are. And we are well, obviously so they grateful. Are. I don't think you need to give the disclaimer there. Don't I? If they aren't listening to it. I guess you could be walking by, someone could have been walking by a room where someone was listening to it. That's true. And they say, 
thank you for listening. And the person's like, I wasn't listening. It's a good thing. <laughs> Good thing we covered that person. Good thing you covered that. We, good, yeah. good. Well, we are glad that you listened, and uh, and it is it is our delight and our honor to serve you as a as a faith family. So, if there are ways that we can continue to do that, let us know. If there, if you have questions, if you have things that we can be praying for uh, for with you, then then please let us know. And we are looking forward to worshiping with you uh, again outside this coming Sunday.